If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But if you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multiamory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are discussing a unique method for communicating in your relationship, which is inspired by software people and stuff. Yeah, software people. Um, so seriously, guys, this week we're going to be talking to you about Agile Scrum and how that can apply to your relationship. And yes, if you're like us, uh, you also have no idea what any of that means um but just hang tight and well we, we know what it, it means now you. well yeah, yeah we know what it means now <laughs> and actually i want to thank um my partner joshua for showing us this article by alana kraus um he actually sent us the scrum article which was something mm-hmm. about how to perform agile scrum on your relationships right so many so ago. with that let's actually get into it let's explain what what agile scrum is uh, Dedeker, did you want to do a little history lesson? Yes, since I'm a mini, a mini Scrum historian now. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Scrum process was originally created back in the 80s. Specifically, if we're going to give a shout out to my bros, Ikuhiro Nonaka and Hirotaka Takeuchi, um, these mm-hmm. were the Japanese professors who first created this idea of the Scrum process. Um, essentially, what the Scrum process does is it helps a team, uh, usually a software developer team, mm-hmm. take a big project and break it down into smaller tasks that can be distributed um, and that have to be completed over the course of like shorter deadlines. So instead of a team being handed a you know a big project like produce this piece of software, right? Um, you have two years to it do kinda, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It gets broken up into maybe more like these are like weekly deadlines or maybe bi-weekly mm-hmm. deadlines. Um, right. And incorporates like a lot of team meetings, a lot of status updates, a lot of check-ins in order to maintain kind of a feedback cycle to make sure that everything's happening smoothly, that everything's moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if you have no idea what the hell this has to do with relationships, just hang in there. We will get to it. Yes. And you may have actually seen this on the famed comedy show. Silicon Valley. Yes, they where do talk the about the character this. Jared instilled this upon everyone, and it actually worked very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, if you want a funny version of it, check mm-hmm. out Silicon Valley uh, season three, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, so in the the Agile Manifesto, which is is now a thing, um, there's sort of this whole you know bunch of framework and ways of running a company that are um, using these these principles but in the manifesto which is actually very simple they just talk about kind of what the real point of it is and there are four bullet points and i just want to talk about the fourth one which is the one that's most relevant to what we're doing since we're not developing software we're developing good relationships Uh, and that is that it's they value responding to change over following a plan and if you think about that in terms of relationships it's about, you know, maybe not following a plan per se, but 
it's responding to change versus trying hard to keep a relationship the same, which I think is how a lot of monogamous relationships were sort of taught to approach them that way. That it's like mm. you get to that happily ever after and then you need to try to keep that, whatever that is. Um, but that this is more about responding to change. Um, and this is not something specific to polyamory at all. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. the, the article that we got this idea from, it, you know, the, the author is in a monogamous relationship. Um, so anyway, it is, it is a very useful thing because it's um, approaching your relationship in just sort of a different way, like kind of opening up some discussion. So... How how do we go next? Should we talk about what a scrum meeting is like? Well, I, I kind of want to give a little more background about the article itself. Sure. Um, Alana Krauss, who wrote this article on Medium, which we will throw the toss the link up in the mm-hmm. episode description for you guys if you want to read the original article. Um, she and her partner are both software developers, and right. they both come from a world where in their workplaces they're using the Agile Scrum process a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they had the idea of, like, how could we apply this to our relationship? Um, and, I mean, obviously, you know, they sound like they're both very left-brained people. I'm uh-huh. very much a left-brained person. So, like, for me, reading this article was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, this is, <laughs> like, the best-sounding thing ever. Yes, I love left-brained processes. For some people, it's kind of like, what? Like, why would you do this? Why would you treat your relationship like you're developing a piece of software? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um but we'll also get to kind of allaying perhaps those of you who are a little bit skeptical a little later on in mm-hmm. the episode. Um, specifically because for what, three months now, four months now? Mm-hmm. Um, after reading this article, Jason and I were inspired to start scheduling scrum meetings mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. Um, and then we also started doing <coughs> it with our other partners as well. Um, and we started doing and it for multi Yeah. Yes, exactly. We kind of started doing the business version of it for multi right. And, like, I really have to say... Um, I mean, I think it's worked out fantastically yeah. on the multi-amory side and on the relationship side, kind of in very different ways, mm-hmm. but ultimately very positive ways. Yeah. I still need to do it for my relationships. I'm excited to try that. Um, but for multi-amory, I mean, I was a little skeptical. I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but I love it. I love the structure and like being mm-hmm. able to to visually see, which I think we'll go into, but right. visually see something mm-hmm. each week about like what I need to work on, what I need to do, and then kind of moving things around in order to make that happen. So mm-hmm. it's been very, very cool. Yeah, and I love how adaptable it is, too, mm-hmm. that that we're not stuck kind of trying to do the same thing all the time or being like... Which is what it says we shouldn't do in the manifesto. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, to just to really quickly put that in perspective of a relationship... Say you have a discussion just kind of randomly about, like, hey, I'm having this issue or this is something, like, okay, let's... I'll try doing this to work on it or whatever. And then time goes by and you, you might not get that feedback about like, yeah, this is working. This is helping, or maybe not. Mm -hmm. Let's tweak it a little Mm -hmm. bit. There's not sort of a structure for that. And I think that a lot of times it leads to having anxiety about like, Oh Mm -hmm. gosh, I don't know if I'm, if I'm doing the right thing or if I, you know how it's going. So having a structure like this has really been helpful for me with that as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, um, I found for my own life and probably 
some of the most frequent advice that I give to my clients mm -hmm. is to find some kind of structure for your communication, um, to find some kind of system. It doesn't mean that you need to be hemmed in by the system, but mm -hmm. because the fact that like human communication is such a fragile, delicate thing, and especially when people start getting emotional, it becomes even more fragile and even more delicate and even more prone to misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. um, that having the skeleton of some kind of system to fall back on can really, really help. For and sure. um, I found that this, you know, kind of doing agile scrum on your relationship and for your relationship discussions um, is just one of many excellent systems that you can employ for that, for Man. better communication. All right. So if we're going to start using a, a scrum setup in our relationships, there are two things basically that we need to do to get that started. The first is just to decide to do it and to set aside time for it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. This article and also what Dedeker and I have done and what I've done in my other relationship where I'm doing scrum is to do it once a month. And ideally, you schedule the next one when you have the previous one. You could also, I guess, set it up recurring, like we're going to do it on the first of every month or the first Sunday of every month, or, you know, whatever you want to do. But it's setting aside the time. Uh, and I would say to set aside three hours. Um, mm -hmm. It might take you... At least you, for the first one, for sure. Yeah. I, I would say for all of them, have the three hours. And if it only <laughs> takes you an hour and a half, you've got extra time. Great. But, you know, get, have a good, a, a good solid block of time mm -hmm. to, like, to really be able to spend the time digging into stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And then the second is to have some way of keeping notes together. If you live together, you can have a notebook that you pull out that's like the Scrum notebook. Um, you know, you could do it all on a whiteboard if you want to be all, uh, you know, corporate and like take pictures mm -hmm. of it to save that. But it is important to have it somewhere where you can save it. What Dedeker and I do is to create a Google Doc that is shared with each other so that we can both be adding notes to it as we're doing it. And then also in between scrums, that's where we can check back what we talked about, or we can also go in and add notes for things we want to remember to talk about at the next one. Mm-hmm. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store, and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code multi at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. 
That's multi, M-U-L-T-I, at adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast, and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. So the Scrum conversation itself is broken down into six specific steps. Um, Now, step number one is to review past actions. And usually this is, this kind of, this probably won't happen uh, during your first Scrum because this is kind of the step where you look at your notes from the last Scrum meeting see what actions you guys decided to take and then kind of follow up on those. Yeah. Um, How did we do about it? Did we do them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So the second step is to review the past month and Mm -hmm. that can be any number of things. You can talk about, you know, oh, that's right. Like a week ago we had an argument about this or, oh, we had that really nice date where we did this or even things (laughs) that are in your personal life. Like maybe not things that, are relevant to both of you. You know, talking about mm-hmm. I got this promotion at work and that's mm-hmm. felt really good, but also has been kind of stressful because of the extra responsibility, you know, um, right. or even tiny things like, I, you know, you took care of me when I was sick and that was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of generally reviewing what are the things that happened. And at this stage, when you're reviewing, you're not necessarily like, for instance, if there is an issue, if it is like, oh, we got into that argument and I still have some thoughts about that, you're going to save that at this point. Right now, mm-hmm. you're just kind of acknowledging the events that happened during the month. Right. And, and this is... about them objectively. Right. And this is uh, um, intended to be something that one person goes and then the other does. Okay. And you're practicing you know, actively listening, paying attention, and not butting in a lot. Sometimes when Dedeker and I are doing this, um, it'll be like, oh, right, I totally forgot about that. And we'll have a little discussion about it. But the point of this is just Mm -hmm. to review how this past month has been for each of you, not to discuss it. But as stuff comes up, put it in a list, which is going to come up Mm -hmm. in the next step. But um, something I did want to say that uh, helped me a lot with this review the month that I didn't do the first time is actually pull up your calendar especially if you put your events in a Google calendar or something like that, just, you know, my own personal Google calendar it by pulling that up. Yeah. By pulling that up, yeah. I could see like, Oh, right. That's, you know, when I, I got really sick during that time or, Oh, I went to that discussion group and, and had this amazing emotional experience or, you know, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. the, it kind of helps trigger those things and remind you, Oh, right. That those were things that happened or, Oh, remember your parents came to town and that was mm-hmm. terrifying or <laughs> right. Like <laughs> whatever the event is, uh, yeah. I found it really helps to actually pull up your calendar and just go through it. Um, it's just sort yeah. of a nice, a nice way to kind of recap the month. Yeah. So after you've reviewed everything that's happened in the past month, then it's time to agree what the agenda is going to be. And this is specifically referring to the agenda for the next step, which is going to be for discussion. Right. Um, so as in, in the things that you reviewed from the past month, you know, is there anything that could use more discussion? You know, mm-hmm. So if it is like, oh, we kind of snapped at each other <laughs> over something a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. you know, let's put that on the agenda to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We're like, right. okay, cool. You know, or if it is like, oh, yeah, your parents came into town. That was terrifying. But like, let's debrief uh, yeah, on I how that to, whole interaction yeah. went. Yeah. yeah. So we'll put that on the agenda. Um, but this is also or, where you're going to talk about the stuff that's coming up, maybe, or mm, other things mm, that you have yeah. written down during the previous month or that come to you right now of like, oh, I want to be sure mm-hmm. we talk about this. 
Like, yeah. if I can yeah. give a personal example, uh, Dedeker is going to be coming back to the States pretty soon. Yes. So in our last scrum, we're talking about that. Like, hey, what dates make sense? When are you going to get your tickets? What things are we going to plan? Both for, mm-hmm. for multi-amory, for our work together, but also just for our personal relationship. So yeah. it's not just the stuff from the past month. It can also be planning things or like say, hey, we have a holiday coming up. Let's figure out what we're mm-hmm. going to do. Right. There's lots mm-hmm. of lots of things that you can decide to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And so then, you know, kind of once you guys have agreed on the agenda and it can be in any order, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes <clears throat> if you want to get heavier topics out of the way first, if you have more energy, that works. Or sometimes it helps like to start out with lighter topics to kind of get you talking and warmed up and relaxed and then hit the heavier stuff, you know, just kind of whatever order feels feels right to you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you enter the discussion phase. (laughs) This kind of, this feels like the instructions for a board game or like a card game. (laughs) It (laughs) Um, says a little bit. (laughs) Or like a role playing game. (laughs) That's great. I I did want to clarify one thing real quick with agreeing the agenda is that um, we've found that part of that is you have this big list of all the stuff kind of choosing which Mm. things we're not going to talk about as well Hmm. um if it's like Mm. yeah that is something we should address but like let's let's maybe wait till the next scrum to get more into that um just because we have a lot of things and we want to be sure we spend time on all of them that's something that comes up more for us with the multi-amory scrum because we do those every Mm. week yeah um so we can be like yeah okay that's a bit much right now let's put that one off till next week but for the relationship one, we do tend to get through all of the points we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they might only take a few minutes to talk about, we'll still put them on the list there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then discussion. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory, but you know that's the time to kind of go item by item mm-hmm. and and discuss. And ideally, you know, you're using active listening. Maybe you're reflecting. Maybe you're asking questions, you know. Um, you know, maybe you're trying to seek understanding and, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting as I found that in my scrums with all my partners, actually, that the discussion period can cover so many different emotional spaces. Oh um, yeah. Like in a way that like wouldn't happen normally, <laughs> um, <laughs> that you can go from like cracking up about something to crying about something mm. to being really frustrated and angry about something, yeah. um, back to like feeling good and cuddly and affectionate about something, um, which uh, like sounds weird and chaotic, but I've actually found it to be really nice. Mm-hmm. I, at least in my opinion, it kind of um, creates a safe space for you to do that. Yeah, and, like, time set aside. Yeah. It seems like yeah, like creates Definitely. a structure around yeah. it, a container, a container. Which exactly, there's a container. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did want to go through this list from the article on Medium.com, mm. um, just about some questions to ask during this discussion mm-hmm. phase. Yeah. Um, So, you know, some of these will be more or less relevant to different topics you're talking about. But basically, um, what happened and how did you feel? Mm -hmm. How was that Mm -hmm. from your perspective? Why was that upsetting for you? Is there a bigger issue behind that situation? Is there something I could have done differently? What can I do to support you? How could we create a better dynamic? And what is the outcome you'd like to achieve? So you'll notice that, that all of these questions are kind of trying to get at, um, uh, you know, get at, get at the heart of it, look at it from different ways, trying to get information, not just like, I'm angry, so I'm going to yell or something, right? That Mm -hmm. I think the other part of this structure that I've really enjoyed is how it, um, 
you know, it does keep it focused on like, hey, how are we going to make things better? How are we going to mm. improve things? Sorry, I yeah. just wanted to point out what this mm-hmm. also said. It says we focus on enhancing mutual understanding, each person feeling heard, honesty and constructive communication mm. and problem solving. I think mm-hmm. that's super important. Because, again, it's not like two people going at each other, which can often happen in an argument. <laughs> right. But rather, it's yeah. like we're setting yeah. up this time to make sure that, like, everything gets said, mm-hmm. but that also mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. kind of these common goals in mind. And I will yeah. say, too, this doesn't have to just be fixing problems. Mm-hmm. I found yes, that a lot of exactly. different things. Yeah. In, in, in all my relationships where we do Scrum, it's also like, hey here's something that we've talked about wanting to do more of or explore more of or mm-hmm. something that we've both said mm-hmm. we like. How can we do more of that? Or how can we you know, move forward with that? So it's, it's also mm-hmm. <laughs> positive things, not sure. just, no, not just trying to yeah. fix problems. Of course. Um, and you know, this kind of leads into the next step, the step mm-hmm. number five of scrumming, which is to start agreeing on action points. Um, before getting to that, though, you know, like you said, not everything is going to result in an action point. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think in one of our early scrums, you know, something that was on the agenda was me talking about um, a therapy session that I had, mm. um, right. just because I hadn't yes. had the chance to share with Jace what I got out of that. But like, mm-hmm. it wasn't you know, it wasn't solving a problem. It wasn't something that needed we needed to take some kind of action on. It was just like just a space to be heard and yeah. just to share with them and discuss that, and that was it. Um, yeah. But with things where you're either trying to find some sort of solution or solve a problem or, you know, kind of take, you know, take steps towards something that you guys both want, Mm -hmm. um, that then it comes down to agreeing on action points. Um, Right. And the action points are like tangible steps that both of you will agree to take um, in the time that it takes to get to the next meeting. So as in like, well, for the next month, we're going to do this. Right. Um, you know, for the next month, we're going to try to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the you key know, in, is being actionable, right? Yes. Which means yeah. that there's actually a thing you can do. It's not just like, be nicer, but a specific <laughs> like, right? A specific um, thing you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for instance, you know, in my scrums with Jace, you know, we've done all kinds of things. Like some of our action points have been like, um, you know, since we're in a long distance relationship right now, I Mm -hmm. think we kind of came to the, came to the realization of like, oh, like this is a time, a specific time. Like there's an hour when I get up in the morning, my time. And like before Jace is going to bed, his Mm -hmm. time that like we can agree to set aside to just like text each other or maybe have a short phone call or Mm. something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just to have that little bit of connection at the beginning of my day and at the end of his yeah. to kind of help take a step towards the overall, you know, the overall thing that we want, which is just to kind of feel closer and more connected, even though we're physically right. separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just to go further with that example, that um, included in that was an understanding that her morning and my evening aren't always going to line up and we may have mm-hmm. other things going on. I might have plans that evening that I can't step away from for a little bit to text or, or can't text while I'm doing, or Dedeker might want to sleep in and I might want to go to bed early, which would make our time mm-hmm. zones not line up. There was an understanding of those things, but that we would communicate about them and be flexible about them, but still planning mm-hmm. that this is a time we know we can chat a little bit. Yeah. Uh, And just to kind of make a callback, as you'll recall, step number one is to review past actions. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that once you get to the next month, the next scrum meeting, we go back to our doc and look at what our action points were. And then we discuss like, 
okay, did we do this? Like, how do we feel about it? Did it work? What didn't work? Or like, oh, we said that we would do this, but then we didn't. Why right. didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, should it be something else? Um, you know, so that's kind of the opening conversation to the scrum process. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's fun looking back, too, on the month and sometimes being like, oh, wow, damn, we totally pulled that one off. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, like, I kind of, it became so natural just in the course of a month that I hadn't even thought about it anymore. But, like, yeah, we've really done that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, wow, look at this goal we achieved. Yeah. Um, and they, um, they can and also be personal. Yeah, that was going to be my last point yeah. to make is that, you know, sometimes in my scrum, I also bring up, like, you know, specifically, like, with my coaching practice, you know, I really mm-hmm. want to be better about, uh, you know, be more diligent about uh, writing notes for my coaching sessions before it gets too late, you know, and so for this month, I'm going to try to to do that, you know, to mm-hmm. be just more diligent about that until I get it done right away as soon as the session's done. Mm-hmm. Totally random, crazy, silly example, um, but it's still nice just having a person in my life that's kind of holding me accountable to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of helps me to become a better person just on my own, even outside of just who I am inside this relationship. That's awesome. And I'd like to clarify something about that, because something that I have coached people for a long time to not do is to sort of be each other's accountability buddies in a relationship, <laughs> because mm-hmm. you don't want the person who's nagging you to like stay true to the thing you said you'd do to also be the, you're not mm. going to, you don't want to have sex with that person or kiss that person. You're like, fuck <laughs> you. You're the one who's like cracking the whip. What I like about this structure, Unless though... Unless you're really into... Uh, well, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, but what's nice about this structure is rather than that person just needing to nag you or being like, why are you coming after me for this? There's sort of a clear, like, okay, that next month, we're going to come back and review this. Mm-hmm. That it's not about just kind of, again, that anxiety of, like, when do I bring this up? When is it okay to put pressure on you? When do I give you slack? You have a specific day and set aside to do it. You have this time to be like, hey, how did you do on that thing? So it's really making yourself accountable Mm -hmm. and having Mm -hmm. someone else Mm -hmm. witness it rather than making them be the one who's holding you accountable. Yeah, that's cool. It's a subtle difference, but I found in terms of, like, the difference from when I stopped doing that, like, stopped... um, trying to make my partner be the one that keeps me accountable yeah um that mm. this scrum has still felt like it's fit with that and yeah. I've, I've definitely appreciated that positive change in my relationships it's lovely yeah. yeah um so with the last step so i will say so the normal like agile scrum process for software development and for business and workflow mm-hmm. usually stops there right um you know you get your action points and then you're done right with the relationship version um Alana Kraus adds another step, and mm-hmm. this step we've also incorporated into our multi-emory meetings That's because a great I guess one. we're big saps. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. But the last one is the appreciation round. Mm-hmm. Um, M, since you've been part of our multi-emory meetings, uh, what can yeah, you tell, tell us about us the appreciation about round? So um, I know that a lot of maybe in uh, the relationship ones, you can spend a lot of time like kind of deconstructing or potentially talking about like challenging things or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. super nice to be able to sit there and say like, listen, like I care so much about you, Dedeker. I care so much about you, Jason. Like here's the reasons why, mm-hmm. or just something that that person did that month or that week, or just, it can be even more abstract than that. But I think the last one, yeah, what did I say in the last one? It was uh, it was talking about the tour, maybe, like how excited I am about that. We all kind of were mm. speaking about that and how um, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone other than the two of you. Right, so, like, yeah. yeah, how, yeah. I think we all kind of shared in that one about yeah. like, how much yeah. we appreciated 
having this business that we do, mm-hmm. but that's also with our best friends, basically. Yeah, and that's yeah. a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in Alana's article, she says, there are often happy tears and hugs at this stage. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, we always cry. <laughs> there are some tears pretty much every time. But it's uh, great. And it's great. <laughs> it's great to end on that as well, because especially, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, in a relationship, one, if you've had a difficult scrum, to be yeah. able to like yeah. say, like, look, no, but at the end of the day, like, I love you so much, and here are the reasons why I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. That's really important mm-hmm. to end on a high note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like recognizing specific things too, not just like, "Hey, but you're great." Yeah, but you're being cool. like, "Whatever." Even if it is, I mean, sometimes you know, in in our scrums, both as Multi Amory and with Dedeker, the appreciation round is saying like, "Hey, I really appreciate you being vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to go into mm-hmm. this kind of stuff mm-hmm. with me," and like, I appreciate yeah. how much closer that gets us. Right? It, yeah. it can't even be related to. The hard stuff mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly um so yeah i mean appreciation round is pretty self-explanatory as well but it's you know giving mm-hmm. compliments or you know you can even be physically affectionate or mm-hmm. just give each other a thank you or if you're really into white tantra you can sit in eye gaze for maybe four <laughs> minutes or so yeah um, totally. sex, you know kind of whatever it is that's going <laughs> to express uh, your appreciation for your partner and that's going to make both of you feel good when you come out of this yeah definitely So, in closing, we did want to address a couple things Mm -hmm. that, uh, for those of you who are skeptical out there, um, and part of this, I want to address the people who do work in software, which I know there are a number of our listeners who who are in that world, (laughs) Um, and that is, yes, I'm aware that we're not using all of these terms correctly. I know that the meeting's called a retrospective and it's not called a scrum and we're not using the term sprint very much. I get it. The point is we're taking the principles from Agile Scrum and applying them to a relationship. And yes, I, I acknowledge we're playing fast and loose, so you don't need to tweet to us about that. Exactly. We do, um, we're do. we not interested in your angry tweets. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys I'm suck. sorry, but I do appreciate Scrum for what it is and I appreciate you for, for knowing it better than we do, uh, which is great. Um, the, but then the other thing, and Dedeker, you, you really wanted to talk about this too, and um, is basically just the question people are going to ask you, or maybe your partner's going to ask you, is like, well, why? Why, mm, why yeah. would we do this instead of just like talking about it like normal people? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, the first thing to say is that just because, you know, Jason and I, or my other partners and I, do these scrum meetings it doesn't mean that we just like never talk to each other outside of that you know mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that if something happens in the moment and i'm pissed off or something happens in the moment and i feel really good that i'm like oh let's let's wait for the scrum to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> right like there's there's tons of organic communication um mm-hmm. however as we mentioned because it kind of creates this container it creates this intentional space for communication um there have been times you know when jace and i are going to have a skype date and you know, maybe there's something that's on our minds mm-hmm. or something we need to plan, but we're like, you know what? Like, we have a scrum coming up like later this week. Let me just write it down in our doc, write it down right. in some notes for us to talk about it mm-hmm. at that time so that then we can just, you know, hang out and play video games and talk about silly things and not spend our quality time together, you know, trying to hash something out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. I, so I think, like, I've appreciated that a lot. Yeah, I I would also share that um, it's having the scrum coming up has been helpful um, also for if there's something I'm having a hard time with, knowing that 
there will that there is already scheduled mm-hmm. a time for me mm-hmm. to be able to talk about that and express those concerns. Yeah. Like for example, I was having a hard time um just feeling upset during a time when Dedeker was traveling around a lot and so she wasn't mm-hmm. as available for our normal Skype dates and texting. This was a few months ago and I was feeling really upset about that and feeling, you know, lonely or or unloved or whatever, but I was aware that it was a situation that just that was it wasn't like me getting upset about it right then would fix the problem or mm-hmm. that there was anything that she could really be doing about that that wouldn't be a huge problem for her in and of itself and so for me it was nice to comfort myself by going you know what i'm going to get to talk about this in a couple weeks yeah. we can relook at what our schedule is for talking and make sure that 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 gets addressed and for me that that's kind of all i needed to be like mm-hmm. yeah i'm not doesn't make me feel great all of a sudden but that i wasn't like worrying about this thing. Mm-hmm. Again, for me, a lot of this mm-hmm. is about removing anxiety by yeah. knowing things are going to get addressed about, and get dealt yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think in, yeah. whenever I have arguments or whatever, it's so much better, like maybe the day after or <laughs> right. a couple hours after to be able to be like, okay, I'm not just coming from a truly emotional place, mm-hmm. but I can have mm-hmm. a little bit of intelligence yeah. behind it and say like, hey, I this is actually what I mean. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, my partner yeah. taught me that, and this kind of goes along with that. So it's Definitely. super, super yeah. cool, and it um, adds a structure to it instead mm-hmm. of having to be like, "Shit, when 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 can when we have an are argument we talk tomorrow?" About it? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> something, um, a metaphor that I came across actually quite early in my poly journey was. Um, uh, this is maybe this is kind of a tired out metaphor. I don't know. You guys tell me, but you know the one of, of like the frog in the pot that slowly gets yeah. uh-huh. boiled. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for those listeners who are not familiar with it, there's this often cited kind of visual image of the idea that a frog hops into a pot of water that's room temperature, and so the frog is fine. But mm-hmm. maybe someone is turning up the heat under that pot of water very, very slowly, just by like a couple of degrees you know, an hour, like very, very slowly. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the frog will acclimate to the change in temperature um, and not even realize by the time it's too late and the water's boiling and frog is dead. Um, Right. That's a sad story. I like frogs. Um, But I really think that it's very easy for something very similar to that to happen in relationships is the idea Mm -hmm. that if, especially if someone's not communicating, if they're feeling resentful or something happened that they are upset with but they're not communicating it um, and they just kind of bury it and don't talk about it um, you know that it can get to this point where you don't like the frog you don't realize that the temperature is rising um, until it's too late until it erupts and somebody gets really mad like the straw breaks the camel's back and then everything Mm -hmm. uh, just falls to pieces and it's Mm -hmm. really really hard to put those pieces back together again Um, and so I think you know having some kind of check-in communication whether it's scrum or something else just to constantly have that the check-ins that happen outside of just having an argument (laughs) um because a lot of a lot of people the only time like real communication gets done is when when there's an argument (laughs) you know right and as opposed to in between the arguments yeah so having something like scrum where you have this intentional space for that communication and that it's recurring and regular uh, is is really nice. Um, so I highly encourage you to give it a try. Why not? Say, like, hey, let's do this for a couple months and see mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, 
I think you'll love it. Uh, I've loved it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I have for, to say that. Yeah, to, we've. To try it. Yeah, me too. We've Absolutely. been we've been sitting on this for like three or four months now because we, because we really we wanted to try it first for ourselves. You know, we didn't want to. Right. Um, as great as Alana Krauss's writing is, like we didn't want to just take her word for it and give it right. to you guys. Like we really wanted to apply it practically, not only within one relationship but within multiple relationships mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of just one quick note that we didn't hit is, you know, Jason and I have done this not only with each other, but also with other partners. And yeah. um, it's been great, but it has been very different with right. different partners, yeah. Um, yeah. as it should be, <laughs> you know, yeah, as it should sure. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's yeah. that's an interesting thing to see, too, just the way that that discussion and the agenda and action points and everything goes in each mm-hmm. relationship is going to be different. And I think that's. Again, like Scrum and Agile is all about being adaptable and mm-hmm. meeting meeting the changing needs of that group rather than trying to fit that group into one structure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great example of how that this structure does allow for that, that this yeah. process doesn't feel the same with every partner. Yeah, it can be organic. And Jace, I mean, you did it in a relatively new relationship also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I did a, a scrum with a new partner that I think we had only been dating for maybe three weeks at the time. Mm, wow! But I was but I was telling her about scrum and and our relationship seemed to be getting pretty serious. And so I was like, Hey, do you mm-hmm. want to do this? It's like, Yeah, sure. Let's. Why not? That's cool. Um, and so that was also really interesting too. Like coming at it, coming at a scrum fresh. Rather than coming at yeah. it with, you rather know, than with, with all this history, with three yeah. years of, of <laughs> shit, we need to dig up, <laughs> right? Or or however many years. Mm-hmm. So that was also nice. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate you. Take some time. Write us a review. Join our Patreon. Join the community there at patreon.com slash multiamory. Slash cat butt. Slash cat. If you're watching the video, you're seeing some cat butt right now. Some cat action. Yes. (laughs) Cat Um, Yoshi. Oh, it's his favorite. Oh, my God. It's his favorite. He loves it. Um, Oh, my God. Okay, no one's going to care about anything else in this episode other than the last 30 seconds of the video. Yeah, go check out the last 30 seconds of the video to see Stevie loving Yoshi. Oh, Oh God. Christ. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Man. Well done. Well done, Stevie. Uh, if you guys have any questions or want to, you know, um, suggest topics or guests, you can write to us at info at multiamory.com. You can also tweet at us at multiamory. Find us on Facebook, multiamory. Of course, our patreon.com slash multiamory. All right. Thank you Yay. all so much. We will see you next week. See you next week. Enjoy your scrum. Do it. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.